a silent, lonely figure in black. She keeps vigil over a long-forgotten buried treasure. The souls of her people can rest. Her own cannot. The Dare the Dark Headless Nun experience every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9.30, July the 3rd to September the 29th, leaving from the playground side of French Fort Cove, 1111 King George Highway. Tickets purchased on site, $15 ahead. Legends never die, neither will the call to dare the dark. A presentation of Character Matters, Miramichi. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Corcoran Entertainment Show. I am your host, Frankie Corcoran. Um, back for another episode of the podcast. Um, so before I start today, um, I just want to keep, um, I, I just want to remind uh, uh, those of you who didn't see it on social media, um, I would always mention on the podcast, I would give a promotion um, trying to get some interest going for our variety show that that uh, was set to be September 29th. We have had to postpone it. Um, and, uh, just, just some other, uh, conflicts and stuff like that going on around that time that came up. Um, so we are going to postpone it to a later date. We don't know exactly when, um, also maybe when the interest levels kind of rise up a bit. Cause I mean, that's a huge thing nowadays with, uh, interest and, um, hard to get some people, uh, to want to take part of it. So just didn't think we'd have enough to make it worthwhile right now. The timing might be wrong. Plus there's a couple of other con uh, scheduling conflicts uh, around that time. So we will do it eventually. It just uh, It's just postponed to a later date. So uh, for those of you who uh, listened before and don't follow us on social media, uh, that's the scoop on that. Uh, postponed to a later date. Uh, stay tuned for more details. We might probably announce it. on. You might see it on social media first. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, I, either way, listen to the podcast and follow us on social media, then you'll get everything. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. And also guys, um, big thanks to everyone who came out to the, uh, mayor's barbecue, uh, this past weekend. I was there, uh, on Sunday. Uh, it was a great turnout. We had a great, great turnout. Um, it, uh, we did it at the curling club. Uh, normally we do it in Elm park, but due to the, uh, horrible weather we had, uh, we, we had to push it to uh, the curling club, which still worked out great. Uh, thank you, everyone, for coming out and uh, just showing some support. And, um, you know, to all of you who uh, have just moved to Miramichi within the last year or so, welcome. Hope you enjoy your stay. And we uh, hope that, uh, that the mayor's barbecue was kind of a good way to uh, kick off your new adventure here. So uh, big thanks to, to uh, everyone for that. And... Um, so yeah, so guys, my uh, guest today is going to be uh, Mr. Bob Lament. Uh, Bob, he is the co-host alongside uh, his uh, good friend Miles Title, uh, Static Radio, um, a podcast uh, back from 1998. Which it's funny that um, I say podcast in 1998 because back then it didn't even have its name. Then um, it was just an audio program or audio radio show back then. Um, but um, yeah, so uh, now. It, it's a podcast that's still going 25 years later. Um, it's going really, really strong. And uh, yeah, he chats a little bit uh, about the show's history, um, 
we bounce some ideas back and forth on uh, some potential projects. Um, and also, some of you guys are probably wondering where the title of, of the episode comes from, Drugs and Boners. <laughs> uh, I'm just picturing that. No, uh, for those of you guys who listen to, to, to podcasts on Spotify, you know how it'll always give you a notification or, or any app in general, really. When it comes up, it says, oh, um, um, you, you know, podcast. So it'll, for this, it'll say the Corcoran Entertainment Show, Drugs and Boners is now available. People are going to see that and be like, what? Uh, but uh, definitely listen to the interview so you'll know where that came from. And uh, so later on the show, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, writing realism, how, um, uh, how uh, realism should work in fiction. Um, sparked by a couple recent announcements with uh some with a Fear the Walking Dead and uh, other shows in general to other um, uh, forms of media and stuff. So I'll talk a little bit about that. And I want to get my thoughts because recently it was announced that uh, Charles Martinet is retiring as Mario. Um, I've I've seen some people suggesting that maybe Chris Pratt should take over. Should he? Should he not? We'll discuss it later. But uh, without further ado, guys, enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Corcoran Entertainment Show. I'm your host, Frank Corcoran, and today I am joined by Mr. Bob Lament. Bob is the co-host of Static Radio, which is the longest-running weekly audio program on the internet. Uh, Has been running since January 1st, 1999, in which he hosts alongside his uh, good friend and buddy, uh, Miles Title. Which um, it's funny that I uh, uh, because 1999 is the year I was born, so um, that's out of town. I'm able to tell that it was okay. So 24, this has been running for 24 years, which is crazy. Right. So Bob, thanks for coming on. So, you know, I'm just an early starter, early starter, but uh, thank you for coming on today. I I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I appreciate it as well. Uh, And yeah, 99. So, wow. Go figure. Uh, Yeah. So doing this as long as you've been alive. Go. That's wild. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I might have been uh, um, in my in in my mom's belly around that time. I think roughly in utero, as it were. I was in, <laughs> exactly. I was just conceived around that time. So uh, we don't want, is, we don't go back that far. Yeah, <laughs> way back. We're not gonna. We won't talk about that. <laughs> no, exactly. That's classified information. I, I don't remember that. Yeah. But uh, first Pri- of all. I want to say, um, so people can't see this because the podcast is audio only, but I love the animation that you have for <laughs> your, so how, how, how did you make that? Like, how did you come up with that? Like, that's so cool. So, yeah. So, uh, God, I think it's been about two years ago. I've always wanted to animate, uh, our show. We do basically audio only as well. And a couple, couple, three years ago now, I guess it was. I said, I want to animate us. And so I came up with characters for both of us. And I'm a blue cat. So folks can know I'm a blue cat. And then Miles, who you, you see like kind of a lightning bolt on the screen, he would be on the other side of the lightning bolt. And he is a snowman. And so, um, you know, that we came up with that. And we, for now the problem is, I'm doing this uh, uh, live, right? So this is actually. 
you know, listening to my voice. And if I move my head, it moves with me. Sorry, something barking over here. So, um, and, um, but Miles doesn't have all the equipment to do that. So I had to do a lot of rendering. And so I kind of gave up on after probably about, I don't know, six or nine months, I gave up on animating because it was a lot more work if it's not live like this. So uh, if I can get him uh, to, you know, pony up and get everything that I've got, then we, we could do it again. But uh, he's a cheapskate. So he's a cheap. <laughs> but it looks good uh, nonetheless i always thought it was super cool i was going up and watching some of the videos on youtube and stuff i'm like that is really really yeah. cool so i don't know what you actually look like uh which i mean right uh, yeah, that's part you, of the deal yeah you very well could just be a blue cat as far as i know i mean it's like oh my god that's so cool he's laughing his eyes closed like people watch or yeah. are, are listening to this probably have no idea what i'm talking about but this is so you cool can, you can post the video if you want it's up to you at this point so Yes, definitely, guys. We'll also be sure to to uh, check out Bob Lament on YouTube, uh, Static Radio on um, the episodes are on YouTube as well with him and Miles. Right, great, yeah. great stuff, by the way. Uh, uh, really, really enjoy the show. So you started it, nineteen ninety nine, or um, it it was probably a bit sooner than that that you guys were kind of right, uh, yeah, generating so, some ideas and stuff. So how did it all come about? So uh, Miles and I did uh, college radio together, and we used to do. I mean, other than the cursing, um, we used to do uh, our show on college radio and it was very similar, except we had music. And so we played music and then we would in between songs, you know, after a block of songs or whatever, you got a chance to do some banter. And so we would tell stories and talk about what, whatever was happening. And and so when we graduated, uh, a couple of years passed by and I'm like, hey, this Internet thing, you know, it's happening. Uh, would you want to do the show uh, that we used to do in college and we'll just do it? We don't live near each other. We live uh, about three hours apart. And I go, we can do it over the phone at that time. And he goes, yeah, he goes, yeah, whatever. I'm sure that was his answer. I, I'm, you know, not verbatim here, but, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so we started doing these weekly things. Uh, uh, the first one was on uh, Thanksgiving night of 1998. We did a test show. And so we recorded it, all sounded good, uh, had a system down, and then we did a few more in December, but not with any consistency. And then basically by January, we had the idea for our format and so forth. We were going to play music, but uh, well, you may not remember this, Frankie, because you're, you know, but your parents remember this. Uh, Napster was raging back then. And everybody was getting sued. Everybody's grandma was getting sued for, for having music on the internet. And so we just cut all the music out and um, and just did the stories. Well, so that's yeah, how it all started. that that kind of did carry on a little bit. I remember like uh, early 2000s. I remember you, yeah. YouTube and stuff uh, used to be real, real strict with a certain. Yeah. Uh, if people would, would uh, post a video of them like lip syncing a song, they would be like, you know, mm -hmm. like shut down. So, yeah. I mean, kind of carried on. I mean, probably not to uh, the extent that it was oh, around to, that time. Still like, today, we get you get takedown notices for music, even music that they say is. Uh, uh, I actually have uh, another podcaster from back in the early 2000s. His name, his name's Frank as well, which is funny. His name's Frank Nora. But anyway, he uh, created music wholly for everybody to use for free. Uh, and it's it's not uh, copyrighted. It's not um, it's totally, you know, free to use. And somebody copyrighted it. And so he can't even use his own music now. 
uh, oh. and it gets taken down on YouTube. Isn't that hilarious? So you can't, um, you know, he was trying to be an altruistic kind of person and it kind of came back on him. Now YouTube, even though he created the music, will not let him post it on his YouTube channel. So anyway, that's just a weird aside, but yeah. That's weird though. That is re- uh, yeah. really, really weird how that works. But uh, well, somebody I'm- claimed it. They just claimed it said, oh yeah, that's mine. I made that. And now you can't. Uh, they get it somehow get it into the algorithm on YouTube and then basically then you can't even post it because it's all automated at this point. You know, everybody thinks AI is happening this year. AI was happening for the last 10 years. It's just now uh, it's it's to a point where regular people can you know take part where before it was all uh, people who had, you know, a lot of money or, or time. And uh, now, you know, anybody can do stuff. So like literally, it's- well, even that whole thing uh, you said, like, uh, yeah, so 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 uh, they they were able to claim it. Can anybody like do that? I mean, like, really, like that, yeah, uh, you got- that's a scary part about it all. I mean, like, I remember I got I just put my po- my podcast on uh, Amazon Music and it sent me a- an email before just saying, hey, just wondering if you want to uh, put your podcast or claim your podcast on Amazon Music. So I remember mm-hmm. just thinking, I'm like, so anybody could have claim my podcast like that's a little yeah that's a little sketchy you know what i mean well so, the um so it depends on how you have it set up so in your rss feed you should have an email and so it should go to that email whatever email you put in into your rss uh so however you got your thing set up it should go to that email to get claimed but if there's no email then yeah i suppose anybody could claim it at that point but it, there should be a pro there's a bit of a process typically speaking so yeah yeah, always should be. Well, especially something like that where it's like, you know, a podcast, you know what I mean? Where it's like, this is, mm-hmm. you know, hun- you know, some some people have hundreds of, of, of episodes and they hate for mm-hmm. that to be all taken over just because some guy decided to be a dink and, and claim it. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah, yeah, that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Hey, I'm a jerk and I'm just going to say this is mine. Yeah. Well, but it mean, happens, like, you know, it has been known to happen. It really, really yeah. has. I mean, we could go into history and talk about, uh, you know, Thomas Edison. He was he was a real dickhead and he took uh, the light bulb away from he had like hundreds of people working for him and anything they invented. He said, oh, yeah, I invented that. And he took it away. Oh, man, I could do that. I could just say yeah. to anybody that I created something. Like literally, yeah. I could say anything, and people might believe me. You know, that's pretty cool, yeah, actually. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, he had a he had contracts and whatnot, but yeah. But basically, anything that you hear about Thomas Edison inventing, chances are, if it was after he was young, he didn't invent it. Other people did. Uh, so, but companies continue to do that to this day. So, uh, uh, that's pretty status scummy. quo now. Yeah, uh, it's not very nice, but yeah. No, God, no. I mean, uh, well, uh, how long? Uh, or. Or, or uh, sorry, not how long. I just asked that. Um, <laughs> I knew that going in. Since 1999. Um, 1999, <laughs> there. You refresh my memory. Um, I was going to ask, Um, so, you know, you, you started back January 1999, had a test run in uh, 98. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, between now and, and, and back then, how has a change has it been a struggle to adapt to all, all the changes? I mean, like with regards to social media and zoom and I mean, like, Oh now, yeah. Yeah. Like how has it been adapting to that? I mean, especially this one here. I mean, like your podcast has been going on since 98. Like that's not many people I know can say that, that they still have a podcast or anything like that going on right. for that. many, Like, you know, 25 years, like that's crazy. So well, how do you the, adapt uh, to the changes? I'll tell you a secret. It wasn't even called a podcast until 2004. 
that's when the term came into existence is 2004. Um, so back between 99 and 2004, we were just basically, uh, we call ourselves internet radio because that was the closest term to what it was. Um, and then in 2004, you know, if you read the wikis or whatever, uh, Dave Weiner and uh, Adam Curry uh, coined, uh, put together RSS Enclosure, coined the term podcasting, and then uh, Apple kind of latched onto it because it kind of takes from their iPod uh, thing. And uh, I, and I, I love telling this story because I, I think a lot of times, so, you know, you, you, were just, you wouldn't have been around to think about any of this, but... So the funny thing is, so I uh, followed Adam Curry uh, back in those days and uh, listened to his show, which was uh, the Daily Source Code. And um, whenever this whole uh, podcast kind of thing was starting, he was talking about it on his show called the Daily Source Code. And then he made a list and there was a, he had a list that was Curry's list and it started out with just a few uh, things. And we were one of the first 50 things on Curry's list. Then what happened whenever uh, Apple decided, hey, we're going to make uh, podcasting in iTunes, they stole Curry's list. So we were on iTunes uh, before there was, I mean, I didn't even know it. Somebody just sent me a note and said, hey, did you know your show's on iTunes? Like, I don't know. I didn't do it. I didn't give anybody permission to do this. <laughs> and and they stole Curry's list. And he talks about it, too, if you look it up uh uh, Adam Curry talks about the fact that they, uh, I think at that point he had a like hundred and then they did NPR stuff as well as his list and a few other things and combine them together. And that became iTunes. And so we were part of iTunes at the inception, even though we had no clue, uh, what iTunes was. Uh, and then it kind of grew from there. Same thing. You talked about Amazon music. Uh, I don't remember if we were recording them, but um, I, we were on Amazon music and then I got a note and said, Hey, you know, we're, you're on here. You want to, you want to be known to be on here or something like that. Like, kind of like you did. And I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. Whatever. So it, the crazy thing is if you look for our show, you'll find it. And chances are, uh, we had nothing to do with it being on whatever platform you're listening to it on. They just took it, um, because it's out in the ether and it, it's been there a while and, and people just claim it. So we're on, you know, iHeartRadio and all these other things that have come and gone um, and never knew about it. But it, it is hard. It's hard in a way because you're trying to keep up with everything, but it's not hard in a way because we've been doing it for so long. It's really gotten a lot easier. I mean, you know, we couldn't, uh, Skype wasn't even uh, a thing when we started. So uh, we didn't do any kind of, uh, uh, you know, voice over IP or zoom or anything like that back then we did as soon as it came available. And, and so, uh, it makes it a lot easier to do these things, uh, than it used to, it used to be a big pain in the ass, uh, to record a lot of times because it was all via telephone or, you know, uh, kind of clunky, uh, you know, pre Skype kind of things I would try every once in a while, but, it never really worked very well. Now it's easy. You know, we got this, we got, I use a thing called StreamYard every once in a while, um, clean feed. I mean, there's all kinds of different services now that make it uh, much more uh, user friendly. Um, not to mention 
I used to hand code all the RSS uh, for everything. And so then you had to type all that shit in. So it's all automated now. So <laughs> I yeah, love it. It certainly then- has changed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, absolutely. I, I mean, like, yeah, you would certainly love it, but I'm sure uh, there's a party that's like, shit, where was this, you know, t- uh, 25 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. But that's kind of part of the fun, though, um, is to do all that stuff and discover things because, the, you know, no one um there was no playbook right so um you just did what you did like and this is going to sound really uh stupid but so whenever curry i talk about curry's list so when we got on curry's list and i found out about it then i would always do our um titles i would do static radio colon and the title of the show so then that way you know what where it was coming from and um uh, and that actually has gets into my background whenever I was uh, younger and writing things and so forth. You use a lot of colons for various things. Anyway, all the people on the list started doing that. And it was just kind of funny because it's, it's just something that I did somewhere else. And I adapted it for this particular thing because then, you know, you can't just like, I don't know what you're going to call this one. We'll call it, you know, Frankie goes bonkers or something, but um, <laughs> you know, you, you want to put, your tag at the front so you know people know what it is and then you put the title of the show so um yeah i mean it's weird stuff like that that just kind of evolves over time that um you get to be um you know a part of and it it really is kind of interesting uh as you go forward i mean um you just don't you don't get to do that twice right so all these things evolve and and happen and then you just happen to be in a certain place at a certain time and and uh, get to be involved with it so it's great yeah um, oh yes absolutely i, I mean like you you will kind of learn the work by doing the work i actually kind of like yeah. that whole the thing yeah yeah uh the show title colon and then uh mm-hmm. yeah like that's pretty yeah yeah so actually yeah maybe that is what we'll call the episode today like uh, we'll <laughs> we'll say something like i don't know um what should we call it now now that i'm because i actually didn't really have a title for the episode yet <laughs> oh it's okay i mean i don't know you, you you'll think of something i'm sure we could we could bat it some of them around but uh you know um i don't know i have i have didn't i have to look some more of your titles to see if you have a formula so that's another thing is i have a very formulaic uh titling uh that most people probably won't even notice, but I try to, whenever I title this, so typically Miles and I each do a story. So he tells a story, I tell a story. Sometimes they are connected in some way, uh, all by happenstance, because we never talk about what we're going to talk about. Um, we just do. And then um, I usually try to make the title be some combination of two words that will uh, be part of both stories. So that have some type of meaning in in both stories so for instance um uh this last week was called listen up and uh uh one his story was about uh he just found out that his 90 year old mother was actually listening to our show which were kind of naughty sometimes and he was uh (laughs) aggravated about that and then uh, my thing was somebody uh showed up at my door unannounced and i was pretty pissed off about it and uh so anyway, so you can take listen up uh, in both those contexts uh, as, as you know, the title of the thing. So, uh, but I've been doing that for years, but it's just kind of one of those, and a lot of it's kind of inside, you know, inside baseball, as they say, most people are not going to really pay attention to it. 
some people may get the joke uh, over time, um, but it's something fun for me to be creative and say, what what two words can I push together? And sometimes they're incongruous and sometimes they aren't. Um, and then and then make it so that uh, they kind of exemplify a little bit of each story. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you do anything like that. It's up to it. Sometimes people want to be, you know, a little bit more, uh, you know, out there like a recent uh, probably about two months ago. I named one called a uh, show called Drugs and Boners. And that's been one of our most successful uh, <laughs> uh, shows because of the title. Uh, because we were talking about uh, erections and uh, illegal drugs. And so I said, oh, we'll call this one <laughs> Drugs and Boners. And then, of course, people search that and then they get our show and probably are very disappointed. But because uh, uh, maybe that's the, what I should call the drugs. episode then. Call this episode <laughs> Drugs and Boners. And then maybe yeah. I'll get a whole bunch of. Yeah, you get more hits that way, I guess. So I'll see. That's one idea. Uh, uh, I'm going to bounce it off a couple <laughs> different ideas, but drugs and boners. It, if you say yeah. it'll be a guaranteed hit, then I I, I will most definitely do it. Yeah, well, it's, for us, it was. And I don't think that most people wanted to listen to it necessarily, but it certainly drove traffic. You could call it, uh, you know, uh, Frankie talks to a pussy. I don't know. You could be all kinds of dirty <laughs> things. <laughs> so. that one works too that one, <laughs> they'd be like wait what <laughs> what what the heck this is this is terrible they're like why is this uh, audio only I, I need to see the video yeah that's right what, <laughs> what kind of weirdo is is this with a uh, what is he going to be saying uh in this audio that's going to be you know scintillating i don't know but yeah well then definitely but, one thing i gotta make sure is that and, and i mean like you'll you probably uh, realize this um as you as you uh, went along but i mean uh how times have changed now where you know lots of people not not that people are sensitive but people can be maybe a little bit sensitive uh, when it comes to certain titles and stuff like that so that's one thing is that one thing that you were always i mean back then it might not have been a huge huge deal i mean like you know you just pump out like you know uh whatever you want whoever listens it will listen yeah. to it uh but nowadays i mean like where there's lots of people who take that stuff a lot more seriously how has that changed like so basically the uh, subject matter how you talk like ha has that really changed much or is it more so the same no i mean i suppose just as anyone you know personally you change with the times a little bit because you just you have to and so I'm sure we have over time uh, tempered some things, uh, you know, more than others. But typically, you know, we don't really I mean, this is kind of um, I look at it as very much uh, it's a form of entertainment. It entertains me doing it. It entertains people, entertains people who listen to it. And I don't really I think of it in that light. So you know, my personality uh, that you're getting today, right, in the form of this uh, interview and so forth, is not my everyday personality. I have to be more because I'm, you know, in a situation where uh, it calls for that, right? So you have to be on, you know, and you have to kind of fl uh, float with things and so forth. So I think we do that mostly. And then, but because I always tell people, if you were to meet me in public uh, somewhere, you'd be like, that's not, who I talk to. Uh, I'm a very quiet person and I don't really uh, interact very much with uh, uh, people on the street or anything. But here, you know, I'm a, you know, a blue cat just 
talking all kinds of crap. So that's just <laughs> the way it goes, though. And then on the show, that's the way it goes is, is uh, you know, we're we're friends. And so we kind of know each other's um, uh, funny bones in a way. And so we, we kind of go for that just to get the other person laughing, because I think that's kind of the goal each week is to try to tell a story in a way that makes the other person uh, laugh or they know what's going on. You know, it, it is a little, it's always a little bit inside um, it, lots of levels to everything. And so it's, there's a surface level and then there's also, you know, just a lot of having that much history with somebody, you, you have all these other levels that it can hit on as well. So it, it's, to me, that's the fun part. So just, you know, and the fun part for today right now is just meeting you and being able to talk and, and having listened to some stuff from you and kind of gauging where your uh, humor is and, and 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 trying to hit that target as well. To me, it's all a great uh, creative process, uh, a lot of creative thinking and a lot of, um, you know, trying to, uh, you know, just do stuff and, 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 you know, make folks laugh a little bit. And, and we talked a little bit about history and stuff. I love history. And so this is right up my alley. I, I would love, uh, you know, I would love to, at some point, uh, I think there'll be, you know, some kind of a history of podcasting thing that maybe people will want to see and, and I'll uh, hopefully be a part of that as well. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. I, I mean, like, I'm sure there's quite, because it's crazy how many podcasts there are out there in the world, though, too. There is so yeah, many. Now. Like Some people say, oh, yeah, there's not very many. It's like, no, no. Mm. Like, when, when you look it up, I mean, like, I think even on uh, Wikipedia, said there's like a hundred, like a hundred thousand Oh, like, there's probably more than that. Yeah. Guarantee more, more than that. that. I, yeah. I saw, I said hundred thousand. I said, no, please. There's gotta be like, like way more than that, which is it, great that people are uh, doing that. Cause I mean, I've always said that too. I'm like, I think everybody should have some sort of podcast or blog or something mm -hmm. just to kind of keep within the conversation. Cause I mean, there's so much stuff going on. I mean, like with mine, um, focusing on a lot on my my uh theater productions, but not mm -hmm. just um focusing on theater. I mean, obviously, there's uh, lots of people out there who like entertainment, but they're not in a theater. So I kind of blended the two together, and uh, you know, I love movies, I love TV, and mm -hmm. it really opens up a conversation, and it really, really um, uh, um that's also one thing that really brings people together too is entertainment. Like that's really, that's really a huge, a huge, huge uh, part of it. Um, what's your opinion too? I was going to ask you too, what's your opinion on um, uh, quality over quantity in terms of uh, podcast? Because uh, for some people it can be, and I mean, like I, I've been uploading weekly for, you know, um, you know, two years going on in uh, January but mm -hmm. um, I mean, you've been doing it for 20, 24 years. They like, get like, you mm -hmm. know, so that, so that's quite a long time. Uh, how important is quality over quantity instead of just, okay, this episode's shit, but I need to get an episode out like ASAP. <laughs> like, where do you stand on that whole thing? Well, I, I think, well, there's a couple of ways to approach it. Obviously, I, I would say I would love to have quality over quantity. Um, that would be my, uh, if I had my druthers, as people say, I would want that. Um, but I think the other thing, and it's also what you touched upon there is consistency is probably the most important thing. So you can't, I think you have to have set yourself up on a schedule. I don't care what the schedule is, uh, but it needs to be a manageable schedule. You say every week, that's what, what we've been doing. I think you said you were doing that as well. Yeah. And I think that's uh, important because uh, if you're not consistent, then you're never, 
ever going to build an audience because if it's just totally random, uh, it's not going to happen because people get tired and they wander off. And if it takes too long, you know, then they won't come back uh, whenever you're, you know, decide, okay, now I got another good idea. And so you have to do something every week or every, you know, uh, some kind of consistent rate. It doesn't matter what that rate is. What matters is that you're doing that because that I think is going to be your friend. Now, sometimes that does quantity over quality. Um, but I think um, if you don't have that, then you're, that's kind of the middle ground, I guess I would say. So to the, those two things, and it keeps you um, kind of on the, uh, uh, keeps you going because, you know, you said how many, a hundred thousand, there's probably been, you know, 250,000 that started and then 150,000 of them started and stopped after a very short period of time. So, um, you know, you want to have that consistency. Obviously you want to try to be, uh, do something as good as you can. Um, but, um, you know, opportunity doesn't always present itself, um, uh, depending on what your focus is. So you, you talked about, uh, popular media and the theater and so forth. And so, you may not have something that uh, you need to, you can talk about every week on that subject, but I bet you can, but I mean, you may not like one week or maybe you're some, if you're sick or whatever, you just got to keep going. I can tell you, we've not even missed out of these 24 years, maybe four shows, uh, maybe six at the most. And the reason for that was, uh, deaths in the family, uh, my house burnt down. So I was a homeless for quite some time, but, uh, we only missed one show and that was the, because that was the week the house burnt down. But, uh, um, so, you know, it's uh nine 11 happened while we were recording. So we, we oh, lost man. a week there because everybody was kind of, you know, uh, bummed out about everything. And um, so, but I think consistency is probably your best friend uh, and it's the media median between quality and quantity wow like that's wow that's crazy your, your, your house burned down too oh my gosh and let me, I, I mean, like <laughs> that's like the exception like there's always a thing there's exceptions to every rule you know right what I mean? exactly some yeah. people are working in like i don't know construction uh i don't know cut their finger oh it's okay like you know just keep it going you know show must go on um, right. you know, but then they actually like break their arm or break their leg. Oh, come on guys. Show must go. On. It's like, no, no, no. There are exceptions to every rule. You cut yourself. <laughs> right. Okay. That's one thing. But I mean, you know, patch up and keep going. You break your goddamn leg or you break an arm or something <laughs> and you're in a wheelchair. Okay. There's an exception yeah. to that rule. Like, okay. Like miss a week or two or however long right. it takes for you to recover and say with that you- too. I mean, like, that's great, great dedication though, for all these years. Absolutely. Yeah, but you got to get back on it and 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 go forward. Um, you know, that's I think that's the the big thing I would say overall that though. But I was going to ask you about your theater. So I think I heard that you are a writer. Is that correct? I am a writer. Yes, uh, that's right. Uh, I write plays. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and I put them on. Uh, here in Miramichi, we get really, really good crowds, and uh, we we got some amazing talent here. I've even had um, I'm not sure if you know of uh, Norm Foster. He's one of the uh, 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 one of, if not the most produced playwright in Canada, who's uh, uh, reviewed some of my work as well too. Oh, fantastic! So we got a great following here, really, really good following, and uh, it's also a great way for me to express my creativity as well, too, and to help mm-hmm. uh, others, uh, uh, you know, kind of encourage others to, hey, like, you know, I hear that you wrote this play, or you wrote this, or you wrote that. 
put it out there, show people uh, what they think, workshop it. Like that's, you know, you know, I'm, I'm all about not just expressing my creativity, but encouraging others to come on guys. Like, you know, no need to be scared or no need to be shy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, it's scary at first. It's a big leap. You're putting your work out there, but after a certain point, it's um, you will, you will thank yourself for it. I th- do you put your uh, I didn't you, you dug a little deeper into me than I did to you. I've, I apologize. No, but, it's uh, OK. <laughs> do you put your play out in in an audio format or any kind of format other than than live in person or? No. Well, uh, I will uh, record them and I'll give it to my cast and, and stuff like that for uh, for them to kind of, uh, you know, treasure the 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 uh, memories. Uh, of the show so they'll have copies there I have mm-hmm. copies saved up on my uh, computer and stuff like that but uh, for the most mm-hmm. part I remember I thought about putting it up online and then I was like yeah yeah I mean like you know uh, maybe someday we'll see kind of how it uh, as our um, as our production value will slowly increase over time <laughs> sure. uh, but uh, no but absolutely, I think you, it's you gotta good. you gotta do it I mean not I don't want to I'm encouraging you don't take this uh, but I think you need to 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 do it because what's going to happen in this, just like the consistency thing is each time you do one, then your, that your quality will go up because you'll, you'll never, you'll never get to the quality. You're never going to jump to the quality that you want, like in your mind, right? It's never going to happen overnight. So what you do is you slowly, as you put these things up, you'll improve it because that it's, that's sounds like the kind of person you are. So it's, it's, it's what continual, what are they called that continual? Uh, I can't remember continual inter- interval improvement or something like that. But um, so I think you should, you should start thinking about that. The other thing I was going to encourage you to do uh, was to write uh, audio plays for this format. Yes. That's a great idea. Actually, that's actually a really, really good <laughs> idea. Well, I mean, like there's, well, especially in today's day and age where, I mean, we had uh, COVID, the pandemic and everything. So we lost a mm-hmm. theater for about like a good two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was actually one of the reasons I started the podcast was because I'm like, okay, well, I have the theater company ready to go. I want to do a play, but, um, you know, restrictions are up. I can't do nothing. So let's mm-hmm. just do a podcast. And and it kind of just stuck with it. So that's mm-hmm. actually not a bad idea, too. I mean, like, you know, hopefully if no uh weird variant comes up and things shut down again but i mean like even right. uh, uh uh but still though i mean covid has shown a lot of people that i mean like i never would have used zoom if it wasn't for covid you know like i, I never ever would have e- even thought about using that so well, you could use it for this i mean that's another venue if people can't get together you can just all get on zoom and and record just like a just like you do a script reading, you could do the same thing and record. That's uh, actually that what one. we did uh, for our play that uh, we're currently in rehearsals for now. Uh, we workshopped it about a month ago, so I recorded it and uh, went through what sounds right, what doesn't, and we kind of went mm-hmm. from there. And I finished the script exact, got it to be exactly how I wanted it. Uh, and it was a great way to do it. We did it all on zoom. It was at a time where like the heat was just getting real bad. I was all right, guys, just stay in your homes and your air conditioned homes. Let's just do something <laughs> online. You know what I mean? So right. uh, it all worked out. Yeah. It's really, really good. And, um, it's great that we have this technology now too. It really, really comes in handy. Yeah. If you don't mind editing, you can always have people do piecemeal, but it, it's a lot of editing. If you do that, um, uh, where you have people do, you know, read, uh, performances and they just do line, you know, line reads and then send them all over to you. But uh, I was actually um, involved in a couple of those uh, 
probably about five years or more now. Uh, that was a, a person that uh, I was acquainted with uh, online, like like you and I are becoming acquaint, acquainted, um, like to do these radio plays. Um, and he would write the script and everything, and then he would hand out parts. And then it, it, we didn't all come together because Zoom hadn't happened yet. So it was a little more than five years, but Zoom hadn't happened yet. And um, the, most of the uh, 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 tools and so forth, you couldn't have a big group of people. You could only have like maybe two or three people or four people at a time. And um, so then you record your part and you'd send it over and then he edited it all together. And it was great fun uh, because I love to do, um, personally, I love, we, we do a lot of voices and, and characters, you know, uh, spur of the moment characters on our show. And, and so then this was just a little bit longer format. And uh, you 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 develop a character and and then uh, do that voice and what have you and and uh, throw it out there. So it's um uh it's very interesting um concept to me. And but I haven't seen a lot of people doing it. And I, unfortunately, I'm not the person to do that. That's why I'm encouraging you because you sound <laughs> like you're more the person to do that because you already have this um, background in writing plays and. And essentially, it's very similar. You just have to, uh, you know, take into consideration that the visual is going to be, you know, written rather than uh, or spoken rather than uh, seen. So um, anyway, I, I just thought I'd throw that out there. For no, you. it's a great you know, idea, you, though. It really, you're really a young is. guy. You know, you, you can you have a you have a lot of uh, uh, energy. You know, so you could do. Uh, so, I don't know where it comes it, from. I really don't know. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I would be more than happy to do a voice uh, if, if, uh, if you ever did that. You can put me down as, as part of the virtual cast uh, for that. Now, I wouldn't be. Uh, I'd still be the. I, I could be a different character if you want to. Uh, I don't have to be a cat. I mean, yeah. Well, we can figure <laughs> something out. I mean, like you know, that's one of the best parts about also doing it virtually too. We can be anybody we want, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm, with your amazing yeah. uh, animation skills, like it really, <laughs> it really works out. But um, Bob, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, uh, by the way, guys, so Static Radio uh, with uh, Bob and Miles. Uh, title is a title. Is that how how you pronounce it? Yeah, like title title pool T I D A L. Okay, yeah. perfect. Because I said it earlier, I said hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. But yeah, with uh, a Static Radio with uh, Bob Lament and uh, Miles uh, Title uh, every Wednesday. Check it out on all, everywhere you hear your podcast at. Bob, thank you so much for coming on. Say hi to Miles for me, and uh, definitely keep up the great work. Will do. You as well. Oh, there. Thank you. And I appreciate. I will be in touch about our virtual play as well. <laughs> oh, that'd be fantastic. Awesome. All right, guys. So we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after a moment. But until then, this is Frankie and Bob signing off. Thank you, Bob. See ya. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cork and Entertainment Show. Uh, that was Bob Lament. Uh, definitely be sure to check out Static Radio. Great, great podcast. And uh, maybe me, me and Bob will uh, do some sort of virtual play sometime in the near future. Um, so to stay tuned for that. Um, and uh, thank you again, Bob, for coming on. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, great show. Great, great, great show. And it's it's crazy that a show or a podcast can go on for 
you know, they've been doing that for 25 years back before it was even called a podcast. And I think that's just so awesome because, um, I mean, like, you know, you'll have some people, they'll start a podcast. They might put like one or two episodes up or maybe more than that. And then just will stop. And, uh, but with him, he just kept it going, you know, last 25 years, they've been doing one pretty well, like every week they might've missed one. Uh, well, of course, when, uh, when his house burned down, that's a huge, you know, that's exceptions to every rule. Uh, but great, uh, dedication from, from, from Bob and Miles. Uh, so definitely be sure to show some support for them. So, um, my first topic today is I want to talk a little bit about, um, realism, writing realism. That's what I want to talk about, uh, for this first segment. Um, the reason why this started, uh, the reason why I, I first got the idea to, uh, talk about this is because, um, now of course everything can be subjective and, uh, people have multiple different opinions on something like, oh, like, yes, that makes total sense. Uh, uh, what are you talking about? Um, that doesn't make sense. Like, why do they do it that way? Um, but in my opinion, I'm going to give my, uh, like, like what I think about how realism should be written. And this was sparked by now, um, spoiler alert for anyone who is not caught up on, uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Um, I know it might not be the majority of you all, but because Fear the Walking Dead is something that, oh, sorry, my dog's attacking me, um, (laughs) attacking my floor anyway, right by me where my foot is, um, it was sparked by, um, so spoiler alert, I mean, obviously we have the final six episodes coming out on, uh, starting in October, uh, which I'm intrigued to see how it all ends, but the thing that I just cannot get over and that I cannot justify it, so basically, uh, for those of you who watch Fear the Walking Dead, uh, and are unaware, uh, or, like, you're, you're watching this, you're not caught up, but you don't really care, Troy from Fear the Walking Dead, Troy Otto, one of the best characters from the show, like, without question, one of the best characters Fear, Fear, Fear the Walking Dead has had, um, had a great run during season three. He was almost, he was a villain, but he also wasn't really a villain. You could kind of see his perspective. And then uh, his story in season three ended with him getting hit in the head twice with a hammer and then passing out into a dam that was exploding and... Yeah, right off the bat, you would hear that and think, oh, yeah, he definitely died. Um, But now, here we are in Season 8. We got the final six episodes starting in October, and Troy's back. There was uh, some footage that came out uh, of a clip from the final episodes with Troy back, um, and... uh, my 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 thoughts on it. Well, first of all, my thoughts on the clip is I think it's a great great clip. Um, it, it's great to see Troy back. I think Daniel Sharman's an awesome actor, uh, and I think he did a really really good job playing Troy. And but that being said, we literally watched him die. Like this isn't one of those things. Like a like um. Uh, in the original Walking Dead, we had Glenn crawl under a dumpster where we didn't actually see him. I mean, like, yeah, we saw Nicholas getting torn apart on top of him. Or, like, another fake of death where, like, they brought back Madison. Where Madison, we didn't actually see her body. All we saw was just her holding the flare up uh, and just her closing her eyes. And that was it. We're like, okay, so she's dead? The only, the only reason we... It was, uh, we all thought she was dead is because, well, the showrunners had came out and announced afterwards and said, yeah, that was her final episode. Um, 
So even then, I'm like, okay, so them retconning Madison's death, I don't have such a problem with because it's not like we we never saw a corpse. We didn't see her get torn apart. We didn't see her burn alive or any of that stuff. So that's why hers didn't bother me at all. But Troy's really, really bothers me. I mean, first off, like, as I mentioned, gets hit twice with a hammer, passes out into a dam that's exploding, and while he's unconscious, you know, the dam collapses, caves in, floods all in there, and you're going to tell me that he survived that? And that, and and not to mention, they were way in Mexico during that 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 point in the season, uh, or or the series rather. Uh, now they're in, I don't even know where they are now, Texas, uh, Georgia, I think they're back where the original Walking Dead is filmed. Um, but still, you're going to tell me that like 10 years later in Showtime, that that happens like now here's here are the comments that I'm hearing from people where they they just say oh come on it's just a tv show it doesn't have to be realistic it doesn't have to be this and that it doesn't have to be that while I get that and yes it is a tv show first off it's a tv show that follows a zombie apocalypse and which right off the bat that should tell you right there okay um it's not real you know uh who knows maybe there are zombies real I don't know there's some crazy ass conspiracy theorists out there but Zombies aren't real, so like right off the bat, you already know that you're going into a show that's a little bit, you know, based out of reality. Like, you know, like it's it's zombies and this and that. So, yes, I get that. But the problem that I have is that Fear the Walking Dead, when it started, was established that they were taking so the zombie apocalypse uh, scenario and they were they were making it seem like it was based on planet earth basically like if this actually happened if this was actually going on they wrote very well the first three seasons realistically how things would go um like the way characters got shot or the way characters got killed it was all super realistic that's one thing i can really give props to for uh the first three seasons of fear particularly season 3 um yeah sure there might have been one problem there with season two where we had of course daniel who's my favorite character um he had he had a fake out death where he was surrounded by fire and wine barrels and stuff like that Uh, and i was like okay how did he survive that but uh luckily we 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 saw a flashback and it was a little more believable but troy's isn't though like troy like like literally as i said he got hit, hit twice with a hammer and passed out into an exploding dam so there's literally no way you can justify like that that like like him being being able to survive that now going off what people are saying were that it's just a tv show if this was fear the walking there or, or like if, if if they were basing the whole thing out of reality which is which is probably one of the reasons it bothers me so much if it was a show that was known for shit like this if it was if it was a franchise that was known for like bring bringing characters back to life and stuff like that it's like okay well cuz you established that in the first season that this is a show that isn't taking itself seriously we're going to bring characters back who died this and that it's like okay i can understand that but fear the walking dead was never like that they played it in such a realistic way uh, you know, character dies, they die. They're not afraid to kill off anybody. Season three proved that because they killed off the goddamn protagonist in season three, uh, like Game of Thrones style. So 
like it doesn't make sense because they established that they're they're uh, yes it's a it, it, it's a fictional scenario zombie apocalypse but they're 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 trying to do it in a way that it, if this was real this is exactly how it would go so that is why i don't like people saying oh it's just a tv show it's fine Yes, for any other TV show that has already established itself to be, yes, we bring dead characters back, that's fine. But for a show like Fear the Walking Dead that from the beginning, or the whole franchise in general has been like this, um, where it's like, okay, they're, they're, they're trying their best to like what it would really be like in a zombie apocalypse. Now, granted, there are pieces of, walking, of, of the original Walking Dead that are like, okay, that's not real. like, Or how is that realistic? A tiger and stuff like that. But whatever. Um but fear the first three seasons, I always admired the hell out of that. That they were that it was so realistic. They weren't really afraid to kill off anybody. Uh, Troy was a fan favorite character, and I re- really like. Yeah, sure, I was bummed to see him die, but he, they gave him a fantastic character arc, and it ended perfectly. Now they're just bringing him back. Basically, like all it seems like to me is, um, and I really hope. That the showrunners don't try to make up this big, oh, like, we had planned for Troy to come back from the beginning. No, you fucking didn't. Like, you know, like, um, even same with Madison. They're talking about, like, oh, yes, well, from day one, we always knew this was Madison's story. It's like, well, why the fuck would you kill her off in season four? Like, it it just doesn't, I'm sorry, I don't want to get heated. (laughs) But, But it just doesn't make any sense. Like, it's... You know, that's just basically them trying to cover their own ass. The only reason they brought Madison back was because they lost a bunch of uh, 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 the older characters. There's only like two characters left from season one now. So they have to bring back Madison to kind of keep that season one um, DNA still there. You know, and then same with Troy. I think they're just doing the exact same thing with Troy, where they're bringing him back. Okay, final episodes. People love Troy. Okay, they'll love it if, if we just retcon his death and bring him back. Like, no, it doesn't work. And I know that there's people who are saying, oh, come on, guys. Like, like, like we all wanted Troy to come back. Yes, I wanted Troy to come back, but not actually, because it doesn't make any sense at all. Like, it literally, literally does not make any sense. And... um. Now, if they showed his death similar to Madison, where I don't know, where he got hit once with a hammer and and passed out uh, in a place that wasn't exploding, maybe I could see it. But the way they did it, it was like, no, no, like there was no if ands or buts about it. It was like, no, he's dead. Like he is dead and he dead. Um, and so that's just one thing that that's what I wanted to talk about when it comes to like you know writing realism and stuff like that. Where it's uh, if you're gonna go goofy, you're gonna bring characters back. At least establish that from the start. At least do that because if not, uh, it just comes off as just cliche, which is exactly what Troy coming back feels like. And there's some people that just don't seem to understand why people are mad about it. I'm happy because Troy's coming back because I think he's a fantastic character, but it just doesn't make any sense from a you know story perspective because of the show we're watching, because of how they play it. You know, anyway, that's where I stand on that. Uh, I don't get too heated that because it is a TV show. I know like uh, people tend to get real, real passionate about this and they fly off the handle and like are on the verge of like collapsing because they're so pissed off. I'm not going to do that. I'm just expressing my opinion that I just think, okay, like it's great that Troy's coming back, but it just doesn't make a lick of sense. I'm still going to watch it no matter what, but that's what I think it is when it comes to writing realism where just know what you're writing to start with and just make it realistic in that reality. You know what I mean? Um, 
like if if from if from day one people are coming back right from the dead, not as zombies, but like back to life after you know getting bludgeoned to death with a hammer, then yes, this would make sense. But this isn't that type of show, and that's where I, I really wanted to do with this topic and really clarify why people are pissed about it, because uh, it just doesn't make a lick of sense. If it was a Marvel show, of course, absolutely, because Marvel is the fake death universe; anything could happen. So. Anyways, guys, let me know what you think about uh, realism, how you think it should be written. I'm really curious to see where people stand on that. Um, are you even still watching? Maybe like uh, Fear of the Walking Dead, because Fear of the Walking Dead, Walking Dead in general, not many people watch now. But um, me, as a fan of both shows, Walking Dead and Fear, and actually Dead City, I love Dead City. Um, it just, it, 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 it's really bizarre. It really, really is bizarre, but guys definitely be sure to let me know your thoughts on social media about writing realism, uh, and just how you think it should be done. Like what's the right way to do it, you know? So definitely be sure to let, to, uh, leave your thoughts on that. And, uh, so yeah, so guys with that down and out of the way, um, I want to talk about, uh, uh, our last uh, topic, which is going to be now, it was recently announced that Charles Martinet, who of course plays Mario in like uh, and Luigi and Wario and Waluigi and all of them in the games, is re- retiring. He's leaving it behind, uh, which is you know good for him. He's been doing it for years now, and he does you know it's a long, uh, a well earned break, and uh, you know awesome for him. Like like it's really really good that you know he's able to walk away from it now. God, he's made he's made more money than any of us listening to this right now combined, uh, just for wahoo! It's a meme, like like you know. So he's done he's done uh, uh, pretty good for himself. So uh, you know, great work for him. Uh, but now that he's retiring, of course, there's all the all the questions coming out now. Of course, it's not like because he's leaving the voice behind or leaving the character behind, they're not going to just stop making Mario games. So who's going to take over now for Charles Martinet now? Some people think the obvious one is Chris Pratt, who of course voiced him in the uh, in the new Mario movie, the one that uh, you know that's destroyed the box office until now. Barbie has surpassed it, so that's no longer the case. But um, it's an interesting idea. The fact that um, I mean, like now that we're we're talking about this, the same year that the Mario movie came out, that okay, now uh, you know. People loved Chris Pratt as Mario. Um, is it a possibility that he could step in as the new voice of Mario in the games and stuff like that? Um, if you guys remember my review for the Mario movie, uh, I really enjoyed the movie. Chris Pratt I uh, took me out of it a little bit. Not because I think he did a good job with the Mario voice. But to me, it was too inconsistent, and that was my problem with Chris Pratt, where it was like he was constantly switching the voice. It's like one second, it sounds like he's trying to do the Mario voice. Next second, he's tr- it just sounds like he's doing his own voice, and it was getting really, really distracting, and uh, I was one of the few people who were very like, Chris Pratt is Mario? Like that's Chris Pratt is not who I think of when I hear Mario, or like think, think of Mario. Um, and... The times when he do, does do the accent, he, it's it's fantastic. The opening of the Mario movie when he when they're doing that commercial, I'm like, yep, that's what Mario's supposed to sound like. But the next thing, you know, which I mean, I get that that was supposed to be a oh yeah, we're uh, I think we went too hard on the accents there, like you know this and that. So that that was intentional with that one. 
But it was just how throughout the movie, it, it sounds like he's almost going over to the Italian, like, oh, whoo, and then it sounds like he's he's just kind of going back to just Chris Pratt. Um, certainly way better than I had ever anticipated he would do. But um, do I think he should take over for Charles Martinet? Um, I mean, he's not a bad choice. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a possibility. I mean, there's plenty of other people I know who probably could. I mean, the thing is, like, one thing that I always, uh, think about when it comes to, like, voice acting and stuff like that, uh, is that, um, like, nowadays where Hollywood will just grab just big A-list stars and cast them in the roles, even if they're not professionally trained, uh, realistically, they would do a much, much better job just because, you know, they're professionally trained. Uh, where Chris Pratt isn't. He's not professionally trained, although he, he did do a really, really good job. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to him actually taking over for Charles Martinet, to be honest with you. Um, now, if he just keeps it consistent, if he's going to go uh, into the Italian voice, and yes, Go for it. Like, just keep it that way. If he's going to keep flip-flopping back and forth... Well, then, granted, in, in the games, he doesn't talk in those big sentences anyway. So, it's not a huge deal, I guess. But, yeah, I think I think he, he's definitely not a bad choice. I would prefer they would get someone who is, you know, like a professionally trained voice actor to do to do it because you know they 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 would do a way better job although chris pratt is pretty damn good i mean like lego movie he was really really good um the mario movie he did a really really good job um aside from uh the the inconsistencies which threw me off completely but yeah i'm not opposed to it absolutely i mean like he's definitely not my number one choice i mean he certainly wasn't my number one choice to begin with uh but they he he did do what he was supposed to he did a uh like um although it was inconsistent i know i keep saying that it was a really good iteration of mario and uh so for the games where you know all we hear from mario in in the games is wahoo number one it's a me like so but if uh like as opposed to the movie where he's actually talking through the whole thing so for the for the games, yes, I think Chris Pratt would be a really really good choice for that. He does do a great Mario voice. I've I've even seen some some uh, interviews where he's doing uh, some of that wahoo and stuff like that, and it sounds really really good. It does sound really 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 good. Um, and because of that, because it's just the one word throughout throughout the the game, it's no big deal. Um, whereas a two hour movie, it's just two hours of him talking normally. And some people even brought that up. They're like, okay, but two hours of, oh, whoo, that's a go. Okie dokie. Like would get a little bit too much to, for me personally, I don't think it would really. I mean, like I, I like Mario. I get that's his voice, but people go back and forth on that. But anyways, yeah. So, uh, there's not really a whole lot more I could say on that topic other than that. So where, where, where do I stand on it? Uh, do I think he should? Um, I don't think he should. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I prefer if they got someone who is trained to do that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, just, you know, more experience and stuff like that. Not that Chris Pratt isn't experienced. He is a really, really good actor and voice actor, but just, that's just how I stand, uh, when it comes to, voice actors instead of just going for a-list stars and just saying okay well that name will draw numbers let's just cast them uh they have they they can't voice act to save their life but let's pull them in there so that's where i stand on that we'll see uh what they go, go with uh or maybe who knows i've even seen some people say that they're they'll just you know uh recycle martinette's old 
all voices. I, I don't know. Who knows what, what they'll do. But Chris Pratt's not a uh, bad choice for uh, the actual game Mario. Uh, we'll see what they do with it. Um going forward but uh let me know what you guys think guys I'll, I'll put that as a poll on spotify i might put a couple options like chris pratt um uh charles martinet or other <laughs> uh when i say charles martinet i mean like recycle his old voices because people say no he, he he retired already so um yeah guys so that's gonna do it for the show today um i want to thank my guest bob lament Bob, uh, great chat with you again, Bob. Uh, guys, definitely be sure to check out Static Radio. Type it in on YouTube. You'll be able to find it on YouTube and uh, listen to what Bob and Miles have to say. They're really, really funny. Um, uh, vote on our poll on Spotify as well, guys. And um, also, yes, uh, thank you again for uh, the big, the, the, all, all the support during the Mayor's Barbecue. Great turnout. Uh, great event. And had a blast getting to meet a whole bunch of new people. And uh, it's going to be a great year. It's going to be a great fall, too, I think. So, um uh, for, for those of you guys going back to school, best of luck to you. Um, you know, make, make good choices. You know, sound, sound like your parent, but, you know, it's true. Make good choices and all that. And, uh, yep, so with that down, guys, uh, have a good one. See you next week. Until then, this is Frankie signing off. Have a good one.